so wait is is your thing called mom jokes mom jokes like it's only two words and it has already got two puns in it it's like mom jokes and mom jokes like dad jokes no no i got it yeah i got it i was like Ooh, did yeah, you get both like, levels <laughs> no i only got the one level what's the second level mom subject jokes verb um like mom is joking yeah oh mom jokes yes. <laughs> which is funny you, you you only think she's screaming or like having an ulcer like it's a mom joke okay, it's a mom she's joke. joking welcome to our podcast mom jokes i'm lalita i'm a queer mom of a 13 year old a single mom by choice and a comic and i'm smita i'm a mom of two and a comic as well and i met lalita through stand-up and we decided to start this podcast because we were wondering, how are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to, other comics. By the way, if you are looking for actual parenting advice and tips, this is not the podcast for you. Today we talked to Susan Liu. She's a stand-up comic, an actor, a writer with her own one-woman show, 140 pounds. She's also an entrepreneur, a chocolatier, an immigrant. And as of very recently, she's also a mom. Let's start off with a clip from her show, 140 pounds. Yeah. You know, and along the way, I've learned what it takes to be a self-producing artist, sharing the story of intergenerational trauma and healing with thousands of different people while growing a tiny baby human inside of me. I, I've nicknamed it Cletus the Fetus. <laughs> and let me tell you, no amount of Ali Wong's baby cobra could have prepared me for that experience. People's reactions to my pregnancy are totally different between white people and Asian people. White people are always like, congratulations. What a special time in your life. You're gonna be a great mom. Asian elders, they're like, you eat papaya, you kill baby. <laughs> you eat round round, you kill baby. You pick anything from any tree, you kill the tree. <laughs> and if the judgment of pregnancy wasn't enough, conceiving the baby, that's an ordeal too. I, look, I'm an MBA, okay? I needed to get this shit done. So I sent my husband Marvin calendar invites with the subject line, make quiche. <laughs> and in parentheses, on my high ovulation days, I, I put in parentheses, extra hot. <laughs> to this day, whenever Marvin asks if he wants quiche, I'm not sure which one he means. Welcome to the show, Susan. So good to have you here. Oh, so great. So great to talk to other moms. Do y'all ever um, look at your old stand-up where you watch yourself? I have to, but it's, yeah, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, when I look at it, I'm like, why am I hurting people with this crap? Like, <laughs> why am I imposing this on these unsuspecting strangers? Like, yeah, the insecurities are real. They're so strong, too. Yeah, I well, I had to rewatch the show to find the timestamps for you. Uh -huh. I was shriveling. My clitoris was getting sucked up inside and just drying itself and I was just like oh my god like I'm so such a bad performer like I was just hating every minute of it like that's why I was avoiding giving you the timestamps. I didn't want to watch it 
That's hilarious. Because when I see it all, I'm like, what a consummate performer. Like, she's made it. What about me? <laughs> what a total professional. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? Women. Dish, dish, dish. That was me, like, making a sound of me slapping my face. Dish, dish, dish. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That's good. That's what I thought you were doing. Thank you. Thank you. But I thought you were actually slapping me. <laughs> what a woman thing to think. <laughs> No, as a woman, I only slap myself. Oh, you know. of course. Yeah. Right, right. I'm sorry. I forgot that was rule number four in the guidebook. What? I'm like being a woman. Just slap yourself. So congratulations, because you are a very brand new mom, right? Yeah, uh, Art just turned five months yesterday. Wow. So very, very new. I think you're the youngest mom we talked to, as in the mom of the youngest kid that we talked to in this series. Hang on. So basically you went into labor pretty much as we went into shelter in place. How, what was that like? I mean, just. So, you know, I was 41 weeks, baby's not coming out. We decide to get induced and I'm super nervous because at this point, all these states are saying, you know, you can't have someone come with you to the hospital. I started to freak out because I'm like, I, I don't have any other family here. And if my husband can't come with me to the delivery room, I just, I was so scared. And so this is uh, March 28th, 2020. We get, I get induced. They allow him to come in. And, um, you know, I, I get some meds. And then, because I'm just kind of like, what does a contraction feel like? You know, everyone kind of says like, oh, you'll know. And I just, I wasn't sure when everything was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, I look at, at him and I'm like, rock my hips, rock my hips. And we like, we had watched these like birthing videos at the hospital where like natural birth moms would be like, oh, <laughs> and then like, and then you get on like your, your red peanut ball and there's like a lot of moaning and rocking. So we thought it was a funny thing, but then I was like really serious. I was like, rock the hips. And he's like rocking the hips. And then um, they're like, okay, you're ready to go. And then, you know, they're like, so have you thought about what kind of birth? I was like, give me the drugs, give me the drugs. And they're like, okay. Uh, they gave me the drugs. It was the best fentanyl ever. I watched Incredibles too. I drank Gatorade and like, I'm like having a great time. Wow. My playlist is push it real good. Salt and pepper on repeat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like our mantra is like easy and hilarious. And so I wanted an easy and hilarious birth. Uh, baby gets pushed out within an hour. I'm making my OB sing push it real good. And she's like, doesn't want to, and she's doing it. And then I'm like, okay, time to take selfies with my placenta. And then I make them like, um, do boomerangs with my placenta. And it was awesome. Um, what is it easy and hilarious? Is that the tagline to your, to your labor? Um, to our entire relationship, to our wedding, to our relationship, to our child rearing. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. And does it does it work? Are you both easy and hilarious? Yeah, I mean, if we're not, we um, I just make them go to couples counseling, and then it's, it becomes pretty easy and hilarious after that. I wonder if it's like one of those things where you didn't you found like things were not being easy or hilarious, so difficult and serious. And so you're like, let's create the tagline to correct course to the way we need to be. If we don't make intentions, then mm-hmm. life is just going to happen. And, and I'm not saying all moments with child rearing is easy and hilarious. Like we were just trying to figure out um, how to start solid foods. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes, you know, a relationship or a marriage is just like constant co-deceptions till everything moves forward. Yeah. 
You love me, right? Say you love me. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how has motherhood been for you like these last five months? Have you had lots of epiphanies or has it been kind of, what's, what's it been like? The first week of, you know, like as a mom, and I tell this to new moms all the time, you're like dealt all these cards that you didn't expect, right? And you just have to play the hand. And I just remember the first week, it was like, no one told me about this. Of like, yeah. my, my legs are going to be so swollen that even standing is going to be hard. Or I can't even sit down. And how am I going to try to sleep and feed the baby? You know, it's, so I think it's, yeah. it, it was just like a huge learning curve. You it know? is a very super steep learning curve. Like, you know what women tell each other about childbirth and labor? Nothing. I guess because the details are so like, difficult and you know it's difficult to revisit it or sometimes it's so personal what you experience really depends on your situation I mean I just I think like I was really prepared for pooping all over myself during birth like I just mm -hmm. feel like everyone kept talking about it and then for me it didn't happen and I was just I felt a sense of loss yes <laughs> I felt a sense of loss I wanted I wanted to be like oh Marvin do you love me wipe my butt you know like <laughs> It didn't happen. So, but yeah, you're so right. It's just like you, we can share our, our experiences, but it's so individual. But nobody talks about, um, dare I say it, we've talked about this before, so we won't go into it in details, but enjoying it. I mean, I do feel it's very patriarchal that we're meant to be so scared of it. You know, I loved every second of it and it was, it was not easy or hilarious. <laughs> Anything but... And I met this woman who was about to go into labor and she was like, oh, you just went through it. You know, what was it like? And I'm like, just enjoy it. And at the end of it, you'll have a baby, you know, God willing. She said, you know, nobody has mentioned that in all the classes I've taken. Like you, this is something I could actually enjoy. So I feel there is a kind of, um, I don't know, a, a conspiracy to keep women scared of what their own bodies can do. Yeah. I kept having my husband repeat the phrase, your body was built for this because that was also from one of the birthing videos mm -hmm. and we thought it was kind of funny, but it, it, it is built for it, you know? Um, yes. And I definitely enjoyed the experience. I, I, um, I'm, so I'm a child of refugees and so I'm like super cheap and I kept making my husband go into the, the hospital kitchen thing, getting us free juice and snacks. And cause I just wanted to hoard quote unquote free food. Mm -hmm. That was like one of my favorite parts. I met my husband Marvin in business school. It's funny, my godmother used to say, no one would ever love me if I wasn't a size zero, max size two. Well, guess what? I'm a size eight and I'm married up because he's Korean. The gold standard for Asian hotness. His love language is quality time, so he loves to take me mountaineering far away from civilization, which my dad doesn't really understand. Wait, 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 wait. So you're gonna put 50 pounds on your back, walk 20 miles, run out of food every day, and sleep under the Susan? Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. It's the Pacific Northwest. My go home, that's what I do when I refugee. <laughs> what happened when you fall on the ice, huh? Bob, we have crampons for that. Tampon, huh? <laughs> He was very confused why I would wear them on my feet. The, the official um, 
toys that you're given and all the fancy stuff just like it never works right they just want the, the bubble wrap or whatever and i don't know why we don't just accept that wouldn't it be nice if you could go to a children's party with like an old pot and some bubble wrap you know and maybe- <laughs> yes several amazon cardboard boxes right exactly yeah. but you can't you feel that's kind of you know i don't know <laughs> not appropriate you know i got a friend of mine she was a very good friend so i knew i could get away with it when she gave birth i gave her a hundred double a batteries because it just felt like i was always looking for batteries for for the toys and for the bottle warmer and you know all the gear around babies so that was my gift to her i still think it's a brilliant gift if i don't say so myself exactly (laughs) yeah you know i mean you you talk about Okay, it's so obvious that the kid just wants something really simple as a toy, but I got to tell you, we have so many Alexa devices and our cell phones and our laptops and all this stuff that we talk about stuff, and then I'm getting fed so many ads, toys for their cognitive and emotional development, all this stuff, and even though I know he loves the bubble wrap, I feel kind of guilty, and I kind of want to buy these things. Oh my God, I think Alexa's listening now. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's so it's hard. It's, it's hard to always think like, am I providing them the best possible experience that I can afford? It just struck me, if Alexa hears you talking about Alexa, will she serve you ads for Alexa? Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you know, you're not. I mean, that's the thing. We're never the best parent we can be, but we are the best parent we are that sense of is there could i do more or could i do better or could i do less in certain whatever it is that never goes away and that and so you really have to make peace with just being who you are i think as a parent because that's that's it you're just doing what you're doing and the bubble wraps actually great <laughs> well i mean i think that's one of my confessions as a parent is i have loved taking him to daycare because now I am doing less and I'm so much happier. And it's a terrible thing to admit, but I feel like I have my mental sanity back. Does that make me a bad mom? You know, uh, where I'm just like trade-offs, mm-hmm. not, you know, sh- make every moment a memory versus like, yeah, I can scroll my Instagram stories right now while you're, you know, you're being safe. Yeah. I mean, okay, don't get me started on this topic. I'm so angry that in modern life, the village is basically being disintegrated into nothing. Where previously you would have left the kid with grandma or older cousins and everything. Like, all of that is gone. And I'm, for the most part, I'm happy about it. You know, I love my privacy and stuff. But when it's for this case, like, and when it's just you at home with a young child, it's really tough. I'd say it's the hardest job in the world. So I don't judge you. I did the same. Yeah. And also it's like the baby's only because of covid only believes there's only two people who exist in the world. Yeah, it's an extraordinary time to be new parents. I I, uh, I have to say, honestly, um, I'd say the hardest part about parenting has been just re- rehabilitation of my body. Mm. You know, the tailbone injury, um, rebuilding back muscle, trying to figure out how to feed the baby. Like, it's just been like a lot. And a friend of mine, she sent me this link for Zumba. And like, honestly, I was just kind of like, Mm, I don't think Zumba's for me. I'm not much of a dancer, but I start doing it. And this one class that I'm a part of, it's run by, um, it's it's called Making Wave Studios. They're like two Latinx ladies from the Bay Area. And there's one lady, she has a sign in the back of the her studio that says, celebrate your yummy. 
<laughs> and she's just always like, hey, all right, like today you're going to be all up in your yummy and you're going to feel yummy afterwards. Like she says yummy nonstop. So it's like <laughs> hilarious. But then at the same time, like I, I feel like I'm sinning when she says that, you know, I feel like I was like, oh my God, like I don't, I'm sorry. Like I was not born with yummy. Like there was only one time I ever felt yummy in my life. And that was one time in college. And that was, that was it, you know, like. I would be listening to Shakira and I'd be crying at the same time because I just, it had been so long that I had time just for me Mm. to, and my mind was like, oh, this is easy. Like, this isn't hard, but my body was dragging. It's interesting because being a mom is such an intensely physical experience. And yet it's also quite disembodying because you stop taking care of yourself. I remember when I was pregnant and and parents with kids would say, oh, you know, like you're not going to have time to brush your teeth. And I'm like, these people just aren't organized. I mean, seriously, how can you possibly not have time to brush your teeth until you're, you know, like a week on and you're like, did I brush my teeth this week? Like, and also do I care? No. (laughs) Yeah. I was there definitely where you're like, I haven't showered today. How big a deal is this? I would make excuses like, oh, the baby likes the smell of me. This is probably a good idea to not shower. <laughs> but there's definitely similarities between being in a pandemic and, and being a new mom. Like this, I literally, there are days where I don't really know if I've brushed my teeth or not. Yeah, there's like a shut off from the world. Right. Um, yeah, you can't really go out. and Mobility is tough. All the stuff you have to get together to leave the house. You just like, forget it. We'll stay in. Yeah, you just wear pants with drawstrings. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the other day we just went to the beach and we brought our mountaineering backpack, brought like this like blanket and then this cushion thing and then the diaper bag and then extra bottles, you know, and it was just in his hat. So much stuff just to get out of the house and where they're like for like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, that sounds. I feel like the rule of packing when you're a parent is like that thing that you say, oh, we probably won't need it. That is the only thing you will need. Yes. And it, they know yeah. somehow. I mean, all the ones I went on a plane ride, there were so many families on the plane. I was like, it's okay. Even if I've forgotten something, somebody on this plane will have what I need. And I'm shameless enough to go ask them for it. You know, I must have been the only person who was so happy to see so many kids and babies on a plane. <laughs> I was on a plane ride once with when, when my son was like three months old. It's probably his first plane ride. And we got stuck on the tarmac for like an hour. You know how they can't put the AC on or whatever. It was, it was, or maybe the AC, I can't remember. It was hot in that plane. And so he just screamed. He did what all of us wanted to do, but we were too, you know, adult to do. He just screamed. And then as we got off the plane, one guy, he walked past me, he turned back, he looked at me and he shook his head. And to this day, I wish, I really hope that his dick fell off when he walked off that plane. It was <laughs> thing to do to a new mom. Wow, what was he expecting the baby to do? Yeah, I used to do this thing I called disruptive camouflage. Apparently it's an it's an army thing where I used to wear outfits that had lots of like white blobs on them so that spit up wouldn't show on it. Oh God, yeah, totally. I had I I um I brought um when he was teeny tiny and I I bought grey gloves, like woolly gloves, so I could just wipe his nose and it wouldn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Are the gloves like crispy at the end of the day? For sure. End of the day, end of the month. Kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) That's very clever. I mean, yeah, you do end up doing disgusting things like this that you'd never think you'd do. And now you're like, this gets us through the day. One of the things that's been really funny is because we're all shut, shut in at home, right? 
I feel like frustrations are higher. Sometimes it's harder to manage our feelings. So we instituted this thing in our house of a screaming room, which is just basically one of the bedrooms. So we told our, our son, like, if you need to scream, just go to the room and scream. And I was like, this is a genius idea. You know, it's going to be such a good parenting tip until today when I had to go to the screaming room and scream because I was so angry. <laughs> and I was like, great, this is a family event now. So, um, yeah, we have a screaming room. That's one of our Isn't great you're modeling that you needed to I regularly used to put myself in time out when it wasn't that he had done anything particularly bad but I just I knew that my response to what he had done was going to be completely out of proportion because I was building up which was usually not related to the child right there's something else going on and mm -hmm. then pushes you over the edge so I would just say mommy's taking the time out and I would go and scream in a pillow or something and wow that's amazing I've never heard of a parent taking a time out it actually sounds like a genius idea. Yeah. Your screaming room's the same though. So it, it shows yes. me has emotions too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's no, that's, so a, that's a legit a thing, which is you're exhausted by them. When you hand them over to a childcare provider, you feel relieved. And then immediately you start missing them. So weird. <laughs> yeah. All you do is like share pictures and look at them. And you're like, he was here one minute ago. Why am I looking at his photo now? Yeah, or I, I like scroll his Instagram feed. We have a, a family gram. Your kid has an, oh, your kid has an, your family yeah. has. It's a fam gram, you know, like, yeah. or it's like private, you know, it's just after he leaves, like I scroll the whole thing or I scroll it when he's like sitting next to me. So yeah. Weird. What is that? I mean, I know that feeling. Like, what is that? Is it just that the pictures are better capsules of what's going on? Like well, I read once that the reason why we take so many pictures of food and things like that is it gives us another dopamine hit, mm. you know, because you're almost like reliving the memory again. Yeah, he's sitting next to me, but he's not doing anything cute. But I know these curated posts are really cute. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's reliving the moment while you're in a different moment. Yeah. But a not as good one. Maybe, I mean, I know we're not about parenting advice, but maybe that's a good bit of advice that when your kid is kind of crying or doing whatever and you're getting, <laughs> just go to your fam gram, you know, just <laughs> put yourself in timeout and scroll your phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking a screen time out <laughs> or screen, screen time in. Screen time in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this age, I call them the sentient loaf of bread, where you can just kind of carry them around and you know they can't really do much they can't roll over yet they can't really do anything they're just very cute and warm and you carry them around which is very nice or um i used to carry him like on my body in a wrap and i had this challenge to myself that i would have to walk up the stairs and so he would bounce up and down on my on my tummy and i wasn't allowed to kiss his head and i was never able to do it <laughs> <laughs> so delicious Aren't you glad you never won that challenge? What a weird challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Withhold affection. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite things um, to do is is actually wake up at 6 a.m. when he wakes up. And, and he's like kind of like, you know, I think I've become like an Eskimo with snow. You know how there's like a hundred different words for snow. I, I can, I, I feel like I can decipher almost like a hundred forms of crying. And then so like, I'll come over and he'd be like, Hey girl, breaks out into like big smiles. And he's like, so excited to see someone that is alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I feel so special and um, important being an adult. Like we don't affirm each other in that way because it's seen as like over gratuitous. This baby is just like, 
given everything and it makes me feel really cool. It's true. It is very joyful. It's an interesting point because it is amazing and you feel the same about them, right? But if an adult behaved that way, you'd think they had some issues, right? If they were that happy to see you. <laughs> I don't know if I could... <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, calm down. Susan, one thing we wanted to ask you about is about your show, 140 Pounds. The, the follow-up show as well, right? Yeah, over 140 pounds. Over 140 pounds. What is the show about? You know, it's it's the true story of how my mom died from plastic surgery malpractice and my search to find her killer. And I know it sounds somber. I know it sounds heavy, but it's it's actually a dramedy. And it's kind of like my search to find out the truth of my family. And like, oftentimes as immigrant families, we don't want to talk about the past. You know, there's so much trauma that we come from and we're just trying to make it in America. Mm. And as a society, we don't, we're not really trained to, to deal with grief. And so this uh, one woman show where I play 15 characters is an exploration around all these themes. And for me to understand my mom, who I lost when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And then last year I went on a 10 city national tour and I've showed the work to 6,000 people. Um, and it's, it's been the ride of my life because, you know, I, I am a full-time artist. So I, I left management consulting and, um, and I just felt such a calling to always be a performer. And, you know, I dabbled in so many things like stand-up comedy, improv, um, doing this show was just like, it was heart opening, you know, to create a space for healing, not just for myself, but actually a collective community. Um, so, so yeah, that's what, that's what my show is about. Wow. It's it's all of it. I mean, your story, but then also you kind of following your bliss and and the power you found. And I don't know. It's you know, it's amazing. It's a, a total and utter utter power to you. Yeah, Thanks. I went I went to watch the show, Susan, and it was amazing. And the thing, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it was dealing with such a serious subject. You know, the death of your mother, and somehow you managed to bring like elements of humor into it. I remember like at points I was crying and then at points I was laughing and then sometimes I was laughing while I was crying. I was like, I am on a roller coaster here. I was like, <laughs> I'm going all over the place. God, it's my total joy to do it. Um, and you know, the reason why I even went on that adventure was we had gotten married and, you know, I had gotten a lot of pressure from my family. Like, Hey, you're not getting any younger time to have kids. And I just kept thinking like, Oh my God, like, I would feel like a coward in front of my kids because I would be like, okay, do what you want in life. Like, mm. but then mm. at the same time, mm. you know, and, and so I had created time to, to do this. I mean, it was a, a hobby in the beginning and I got momentum around it. And then eventually like the universe got me laid off for my job. And um, this is like June, 2018. I'm at a fork in the road. This is a true fork in the road. Do I, try to get a job that's going to maximize income mm-hmm. or do I do this thing that is super risky and see where it takes me and and it was super tense in the house Marvin was like oh my god we just got a mortgage I got to a point where I wasn't going to ask for permission mm-hmm. you know I was just asking for support and so we MBA'd it you know we set up a container like uh goals financial goals I had to hit um and uh and I went for it and I, I hit my goals. So I, I got renewed for a second year. Wow. And, next season. Uh, yeah. Oh, what an inspiration. Yeah. And I mean, the, the coolest thing is that 
the pressure I feel like to have a kid or it's there and even personally like you're like well I got married that was that box that I ticked now I have to have a kid like how could I not and for you to be able to say no I have to do this first is truly amazing like it's it's very difficult in the moment to make that choice right I I just didn't want to be that person to live vicariously through my kid COVID-19 has been a big bummer because like my fall tour has gotten canceled and and now I'm just trying to like figure out, okay, how to make money, how to work on the book, how to take care of the baby, justify daycare costs. That's been another level of pressure too. It's so tricky, like on these Zoom conversations, like you just want to let it go where it goes. And I guess motherhood is like, sometimes it's easy to be like light and laughing and sometimes it's actually pretty serious and, you know? Yeah. Mm. I'm wondering if we're funny. I know. Am I, am I funny? Do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Any parting thoughts, anybody? When in doubt, squish. Squish yeah. them. Except if they're sleeping. Really? I guess Blow if up. my husband like squished me in the middle of the night, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Except you wouldn't like scream and, and like continue screaming for like an hour or two after that. Well, the... Wouldn't that be funny if I did? This is amazing. Congratulations. And we're very, very happy to have you on here, hear about your story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, all the moms out there, celebrate your yummy. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Susan Liu, L-I-E-U. And my website is SusanLiu.me. So I have like different virtual events that are happening. Lalita, where can we find you? I am at Lalita D Comedy and that's D-W-E uh, on all the platforms. And you can find me, Smitha, on Twitter at Almost Favorite.